Hey everybody, welcome back to Real and Redeemed. I'm Kristen. And I'm James. And today's podcast topic is going to be following the will of God and obeying God and also um, like how far are you willing to follow God and obey God. So all those three things combined, really the same thing, but just kind of taking it um, from different approaches. But we hope that you guys really enjoy this podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to James's YouTube channel, and let's get into it. And subscribe to Kristen's. <laughs> oh my goodness. I wasn't going to plug mine, but sure, if you like I'll natural, do it for you. <laughs> if you like natural living and faith and you're a girl, then you can go subscribe to mine. But I'll just be honest, I've been feeling so awkward on my channel because I feel like I'm just not used to, like, YouTubing by myself, and it's just, like, I don't know, all these transitions, because obviously, like, we're doing podcasting now, too, and that's been a transition for us, but it's been good, but it's just been, like, a transition, like, sometimes we have to be like, okay, this isn't a YouTube video, we can't sound like this is a YouTube (laughs) video, but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a season of transitions with youtube channels podcasts it's a lot to get used to for both of us but god has but, his hand on it all and yeah. it's going well it's just different so oh yeah yeah we're blessed but anyway <laughs> let's get into the podcast topic So kind of to kick things off, we want to just take a look at something Jesus says. Um, this is written in all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. and that All is, the Gospels. Yep, and that is to take up your cross and follow him. Yes, and, and one of the – oh, sorry. You go ahead. Okay, and one of the versions of it is in Matthew, and it says um, take up your cross, like deny yourself and follow Jesus, follow him, you know? Um and I think that the deny yourself is a really important part of obedience because we're not always going to want to do what God wants us to do. We're not always going to want to do what the Bible says that we should do. Like, we're not always going to want to do that. And we have to deny our flesh. We have to deny ourselves because we know that we ultimately, even though sometimes we think we have our best interests at heart, we don't. Like, Jesus has our ultimate best interests at heart. So I think that's a really huge part of that verse that really stands out to me. Yeah, I think that if you really are looking at following Jesus to come under his lordship, mm-hmm. you have to die to yourself. You have to sacrifice your own wants and your desires and submit to his wants, his desires, and his plans for your life. His and authority. Yeah, and so it's like all about submitting to that, but to submit you do have to surrender and you have yeah. to deny yourself and... I like in Luke, that version, it says daily. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, that is so critical that every single day that we need to die to ourselves, every single day we need to take up our cross, every single day we need to just continually surrender all to Jesus because, man, it's a daily thing. I think it's so easy to get it into our own minds and you know, kind of get selfish in, <laughs> in ways and not always want to follow God's plans, but... It's so much better when we do follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah, so like the first, one of the first points we want to talk about along with that is really you can kind of start this off with like the follower, not a fan, or like whatever that Bible study that you did a while ago. Yeah, uh, 
quite a few years back through the church I grew up going to, we did a Bible study called Not a Fan. And really what that was talking about is followers of Jesus will surrender to him where the fans are not surrendering to him. Yeah, a lot of the time. Like, I guess I feel like the fans are kind of the people that just believe in God, but they don't, like, follow God. And there's a huge, huge difference. And honestly, I kind of used to be one of those. Actually, yeah, I was one of those people um, when I was younger that I, like, believed in God, and but I just didn't really know him. And I didn't follow him. And I mean, that just is super detrimental. I think one of the worst things um, besides not knowing God and not being a Christian is thinking that you are a Christian and thinking that you do know God and thinking that the way that you're living is good and holy and like of the Lord when it's really not. Um, I think that that a lot of people are deceived in that way. And I'm not saying that to like shame anybody or anything. I'm just saying that from, I have kind of been there, honestly. And I've also seen other people be in that situation as well. And now that I have a true flourishing relationship with the father, like I'm like, girl or dude, you do not understand um, God's true love for you because yeah, God, it's God's love is more than just being nice. And that is not the only characteristic of God is that he has a loving, kind heart. Because yeah. when you are kind and you love someone, you want to correct them and help them and lead them down the path of righteousness, not a path of destruction. Yeah, something really interesting is if you look in Revelation, you see a couple different animal names kind of given to Jesus as a description. And one of them is the lamb who is slain. And that's you know, when he paid the price on the cross, he was spotless and innocent and his blood was shed. And in there you see just the grace and love of Jesus. But not only that, you see that he comes back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And a lion is powerful. I think that's just the thing that he's both. He's both and 100% the lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb who was slain. He is 100% both. And, and that really like, just tells me how perfect he is because to be gentle and bold is so something that is hard to master. I just don't think I'll ever be able to do it. Yeah. I strive to daily, but girl, I'm such a passionate and bold person. But then I'm like also like, oh shoot, like was I gentle enough in that or was I okay saying that? You know what I mean? But like Jesus is literally perfect. Like he knows he's like that. He invented those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why you see in John where. It says the word became flesh and he was full of grace and truth, full of both, not just a little bit of each, not half and half. He's full of both. And you see, you know, the grace that he walked with, that's the love and, you know, that's the lamb in him. But the truth, that's the line in him. And he walked fully in both. And I think that it can be so, seems so contradicting because those are two opposite things, you know, the grace can be well i think it can seem counterintuitive yeah. to the world because it, there's yeah. hard truths in the bible that the world's like oh my gosh like that doesn't sound like god it's like it doesn't sound like the world's version of god but this is the bible this is this Can't is the bible, the bible. <laughs> this is this is god so take it or leave it but this is jesus and you need to know who jesus is to follow him and if you don't even know who jesus is like you're trying to be more like jesus when you're a follower of him if you don't even know who he is if you're just not reading your Bible, if you're not, you know, in fellowship, if you're not even like 
pressing in and pursuing, then you're not going to be more like Jesus and you're not going to be, um, you know, pursuing the father. And man, you're missing out too. It's yeah. Like, you're missing out on the fullness of God. Like if that's what, if that's all you think is that Jesus is just like this wishing well or a genie or this nice guy up in the sky, like, oh yeah, everything you do is fine. I forgive. It's like, uh, no, just because he forgives us does not mean that what we did was fine. It's what, like what we did is forgiven, but it's not like it was fine to do in the first place. You can't forgive someone or you sh- you're, you don't ask for forgiveness for doing something right. You ask for forgiveness for doing something wrong. Obviously, some of the truths in the Bible, like, they can be very hard. Yeah. And they can seem very harsh to the world. And I think that there really is this false idea that goes around that being a good person is what will get you into heaven. And, yeah, I you know, love... <laughs> God's just after it. Like, oh, that's such an annoying thing to me. Well, and it's one, a lie. And, it's... like, it seems like it wouldn't be. I mean, I believed that growing up. I was hold that growing up honestly and yeah i was glad i learned for myself what it really looks like to be a follower of christ yeah because one of my favorite things that pastor at our church says is hell is going to be populated with better people than me and it's like being a christian (laughs) is not about being like a good person now through having a relationship with god your morals will line up with the word of God, which would, by the world standards in a lot of ways, make you a good person. And I just want to say, too, like, the Bible's version of good and Jesus, like, and, like in Jesus' version of good compared to the world is, you know, like, good right now is becoming very different oh, yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> and not always, but a lot of the time than the Bible. And so... um yeah, you want to pursue godly goodness. You don't want to pursue worldly goodness because sometimes they do overlap, right? But then there's also this thing of that they don't completely overlap. No. The world is not our Bible. The world is not our moral compass. The, the Bible is Jesus is. So we need that to guide us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I want to also preface, like, we don't have to be perfect because Jesus died for our sins and he's perfect. We're never going to be Jesus. But guess what? We are called to pursue him daily, pursue him first, like seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. That's Matthew 6.33, I believe. And, um, you know, we're called to live a godly life. We're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to be present and in pursuit of like the perfect one, which is the Father, which is Jesus. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that as we walk with the Lord, we're daily trying to be shaped by him and daily growing in him. Mm -hmm. But like Kristen's saying, it doesn't mean that we're perfect and we should never claim to be perfect because Jesus is the only perfect one. But um, that's where we have, we can take heart knowing that we have the grace and the cross. Yeah. um, As we walk in obedience to him. Yeah, and try to be shaped by his standard and live up to the standard to the best of our ability and just through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit um, to just really pursue that. And before we move on to our next point, I wanted to say that let's not abuse grace. Let's not just be like, well, God's going to be there. God's going to forgive me. So I'll just do whatever I want. That's not the way that's not no that's just not the way to the lord's heart 
is to keep hurting his heart because even though he forgives us of sin, sin is still going to have an effect on your life or your family's life or whatever and there's consequences. I'm not saying that God is like going to punish you forever if you sin because no, but there are natural consequences to sins and I have learned that. James has learned I think everybody has learned that. But I just want to say that because grace is so readily available to us and God is so gracious But God is still God and he still wants to see us in pursuit of righteousness and pursuit of a holy life and a godly life and which is in pursuit of him. And if we're just completely neglecting his word and being like, oh, well, grace will be there, then I think that we're really missing. Actually, I know we're really missing the point and the fullness of Christ. Yeah. And really the bottom line, too, is to live with a repentant heart because if you're living with a repentant heart, you're never going to be in a place of abusing the grace given because when you repent, it's not just a simple, I'm sorry. It's a complete trying to change, of course. Yeah. And, you know, we should feel convicted when we fall into sin or fall yeah. into any sort of sin, but we shouldn't stay in shame. Yeah, it's a and good thing to feel convicted. Conviction leads to repentance. And repentance leads to revival and, yeah. like, transformation in and, your life yeah, and in other people's lives. You know? when you are, yeah, when you're living with the repentant heart, it can lead to freedom. So now that we've kind of talked about what it looks like to just be a follower of Christ through, you know, living according to his word and stuff, mm-hmm. something that Kristen and I believe that we want to just transition to is that yep. God has a specific calling for each and every one of our lives. And where I want to pull a scripture from to just kind of show this to you guys is actually in Ephesians 2, verse 10. And it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we believe, you know, whether it is that you're going to be a school teacher or a businessman or a pastor, an evangelist, you know, no matter what it is, God has a specific calling upon your life, Yeah, each and every one of you. And he has specific plans and purposes that he created and designed you for Mm -hmm. and we all have that opportunity when god reveals it to us like kristen and i we felt the calling of ministry both of us at different points in our lives we know this is something god is calling us personally to do and we know that might not be the same for everyone else you know it can look a bit different but god has amazing plans for each and every one of us each part of the body like works together you know what i mean like Uh, each part of the body has like a different role kind of and like God assigns us to different roles but then it all works together for his or all should work together for his glory you know what I mean and to bring heaven to earth yeah and Christ being the head of the church and stuff like Mm -hmm. you know we're all one under him yeah and we shouldn't be trying to do someone else's job you know if I'm just to give an example if I'm a foot and I'm trying to be a hand it's not going to work so well yeah, I mean, you, know, you need that, to follow what God called you to do. Like, if you're meant to be a hand, like, God wants to really use you as a hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's really prayerfully just seeking out God for what the that calling is upon your life to know, where do you want me, God? What thing are you leading me to do? What uh, career path do you want me to go down? This is something, you know, Kristen and I both had to pursue, and it took me a little while to even find out what my calling was. It, I mean, real quick, I want to just say that the Great Commission is for everyone. It's not reserved for pastors or evangelists or, you know, podcasters or YouTubers. It's it's for everyone. And we're all a part of that. No matter where you are serving, you know, we all have that opportunity and we should all 
use wherever God currently has us to the best of our ability to advance the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for myself personally, like ministry is not something I would have pictured for myself. And this is something that I wanted to share is, you know, I think some of the time the thing that God is calling you to, it won't make sense. And that was my story. I am a naturally more shy guy. I'm not someone who would want to speak in front of people, speak in front of a camera. It's the sweetest person And ever. uh write a book, which I feel led to do, is write a devotional. That's not, <laughs> I'm not a writer in my natural state, but the Holy Spirit will empower you to do what God is calling you to do. And yeah. The Bible is filled with people who seemed unequipped for what they were called to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about Moses in Exodus when God was calling him to just lead the Israelites out of captivity. And and Moses' response to God when he was asking him to do this, we find in chapter 3, verse 11, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And I just want to stop right there. And it's just think about, like, this for myself personally, it's like, who am I to go and preach somewhere? Who am I to go and write this book? I'm not someone who's natural in these areas. Who am I to do these things? Mm-hmm. I love God's response in cha- in verse 12. And God said, I will be with you. And what I love about that is it's not about who you are in your natural state. It's not about what your natural abilities seem. Yeah. It's that God is with you. Yeah. And if God is calling you to do something He's Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going to be able to accomplish those things. If you just take those steps of faith, if you take those steps of obedience, you're going to see the things that seem impossible come to be possible in your life yeah. only through Christ. And that is so amazing. And it's not just Moses. You see this David. with Gideon, with Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> with Diddy. Wow. Just, I That's going to be our future kid's name, Diddyan. Okay. Just combining Bible names here. Maybe not. Like, I don't even know what Diddyan means. It probably means some weird like <laughs> mushroom in the wilderness. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you, see this, you see it all through the scripture that yeah, God will be with you. God will be with you. And he's calling people into what look like impossible situations. But where he is leading, he will come through. Where God is leading, he's going to do the work. If you just take those steps of faith, you take those steps of obedience. Just keep going. You know that God will never fail. Mm-hmm. He is. He can't. <laughs> yeah, he just is unfailing. His love and mercies are new every day. And he is just so powerful. And it's amazing what can happen when you just trust him with those things. Yeah, and just and, walk towards your calling, no matter how scared you are. Um and, Cause yeah, I mean, girl. <laughs> and no matter how much it doesn't make sense to you at the time, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, Kristen really helped push me into starting out the journey of pursuing ministry, and you know, I've definitely gotten more and more comfortable with YouTube, and you know, now podcasting, still getting used to it a bit, but it's just like I have seen the growth, and I know that God has so much more ahead for us, and yeah, I it's, mean. Yeah, I look at our past videos already, and I'm oh, like, yeah. even a year ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, ugh. you just see <laughs> and, the improvements. You, know, you try not to judge yourself or anything because you're like, okay, thank you, Lord, for bringing me even further. But like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you just, you improve and you're never going to improve if you never try to even start, you know, like you're never going to be a gymnast if you never even try to do a simple cartwheel or a, you know, well, for me, a somersault because like, girl, if I tried to do a cartwheel, <laughs> everyone would laugh. <laughs> but something that I wanted to say is that I heard this and it was very, really, um, very, really, wow, apparently it was very, really, um, encouraging to me is God does not call the equipped he equips the called and that's a very I didn't I thought that was really profound from the pastor I heard it from but now I've heard it from like 80 pastors I feel (laughs) like so you know but that was a really and is a really um important quote to me because yeah I mean I am more of an outgoing person in my natural state I guess um, then James is, and I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do YouTube, actually. It's been my dream since I was young. But um, also, I deal with social anxiety now, and I deal with a lot of different struggles. And so um, there have definitely been times, even though, you know, I am a natural writer, and I am a naturally, like, normally I'm a very outgoing person, but, you know, Satan has attacked me with social anxiety, and there's other things I've been struggling with. And sometimes I do get discouraged. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do this? And my answer to you is if you're in that position of how am I going to do this if I'm, you know, going through this thing, like how is this going to work out, um, is to trust God and just keep going and ask people to help you, ask people for prayer that you trust. Um, I think James has been an amazing person in my life that God has really used to help me get out of those what am I going to do, like how am I going to even be used by God moments. Um, God has really used James because, yeah, I've definitely had those. So um, I think everyone does, everyone will, but um, I don't know. I encourage you to keep going, keep your eyes on Jesus, just keep looking up, and even if – you know, like a step each day towards it is better than nothing. A step each week towards it is better than nothing. Like whatever it looks like for you, just don't give up because you don't want to like be at the end of your life and be like, wow, I didn't do that out of fear. Wow, I didn't do that out of guilt or shame or um, I didn't have enough confidence, whatever. Like don't like just if you know that you're supposed to do it from God, just do it. Like just don't let anything get in the way of what God wants for you because Satan would love nothing more than to hold you back. Satan would love nothing more than to hold any of God's people back from what their calling is. But um, we can't let him do that. We won't let him do that because we had the victory and the power through Christ. And um, in our free will and our spirits, just say, no, no, Satan, I will not let you do this. I will not let you speak that lie to me. And I will keep pursuing God no matter what that looks like. I will praise God in the lowest valley. I will... Praise God, even if he doesn't answer my prayers right away or at all, whatever. Like, whatever it looks like, I will keep going and I will keep praising God and I will keep going towards where he wants me to because he is worthy. And this life is not our own. You know, we, Jesus died for us and he literally, like, rose from the dead and is a complete miracle worker. But he is, like, he gave his life for us so that we could have life and life more abundantly and we are called to surrender all to him and pick up our cross and follow him it's not about us it's about how god can use us for him yeah and to kind of transition from there um once you know your calling it's not always going to be easy to continue to follow it's not meant to be um i wish that it would you know i wish that it was always easy 
Um, there's definitely like really great and amazing times and there can be some very hard times, but through it all, God is faithful. God is just. And when you are in your calling, there's just so much blessing there and there's so much goodness there. And even if you are facing trials and facing hardships, that's the best place to be. And is in the will of God. Even yeah. yeah, because it's like for us with moving to Tulsa, if you guys don't know, we are moving across the country in three months. Um, but you know, us staying here, we were like like everything from the surface looked like we would be so happy. You know what I mean? Like James had gotten a raise, I had gotten a promotion, like all this like good stuff was happening. But we couldn't have felt more out of line and out of sync with where God wanted us. We were like, something has to change. We don't feel like we're in the will of God. Like, we don't feel like we're where we're supposed to be or, like, we just feel off. And, like, then once figuring out, like, uh, like once really starting to pray and pursue, like, God, do you want us to move to Oklahoma now? And finding out, of course, there was you know, that, oh, my family, oh, this, you know, like, thinking about the sacrifices we had to make, but I can't even tell you how much peace that there was above all of that, though, like, tears of just, like, finally, we know where we're supposed to go, and, like, we have so much peace about it, and there was a lot of worldly reasons why we, quote-unquote, shouldn't have had peace, but what about this, but guess what, but what about God, and what about his will, and, yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there as, like, a little testimony type of thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, you know, the sacrifices that you might have to make to follow your call, it's nothing compared to the sacrifice Jesus made coming down to earth, yeah. taking on flesh, dying the most humiliating death upon a cross. It's nothing compared to that. And if no. you are facing hardships in pursuing the call, I just want to encourage you with something that we see in the early church in Acts chapter 4. And to kind of give a little background for where I'm going to pick this up at, Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, they went and they healed a man at the gates of this temple. And, you know, all the Pharisees and all the religious people, they got all mad because they were preaching and the gospel was advancing. It's really because they were preaching in Jesus' name and mm -hmm. they had just you know, put Jesus to the death on a cross. And then, you know, there's a whole thing where Jesus came out of the grave and people yeah, started no. seeing him. And it's kind of a little <laughs> bit awkward. So they didn't want that name being spread. They're like, wait, what? Psych, <laughs> <But laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward for their PR team. But anyway, you know. <laughs> um, so Peter and John end up getting pulled aside by, you know, the Pharisees and stuff and hurled a bunch of threats and stuff about what would happen if them and all the other believers were to continue following Jesus. If they were to continue following what he's leading to them to do, and you know, if they were to continue advancing the kingdom of God, all the things that they're going to lose, your job, your, your life, you know, whatever it was. Yep. And they're like, go back and tell all the believers what we told you. And so that's kind of where I wanted to pick this up. And um, at this time, they're actually praying to the Lord. And this is in Acts uh, 4.29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enables your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Mm. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That is a, an amazing response to <laughs> all these threats, all these hardships that they're facing. I just, That's like the best response you can have is just fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with boldness. Continue on. This Courage looks <laughs> just give me boldness to. 
and courage to move to Tulsa even when I feel scared, even when I don't want to do it. Give me boldness and courage to step out in faith and do whatever it is you're calling me to do. Look how God responds to their prayer. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Mm. Like, their response was faith. Their response was, God, like give us the strength. God. Give us the strength yeah. to keep going. Give us the strength to move forward. And God's response to that cry is boldness. It's strength. It's healing. It's mending. You know, it's meeting their needs to keep on going, to keep moving forward. Yeah. And so even if you're facing hardships and chasing down what God is calling you to, turn to him and you can find rest, you can find peace, and you can find strength to keep moving forward. Yeah, when you are pursuing your calling, when you're pursuing God, you are going to be tested and you're going to have to have boldness. And if you're not bold now, ask the Lord for boldness and courage um, to follow in his will no matter what it looks like, no matter what you have to sacrifice. Um, so I think we've talked about this in a podcast before or in, like I've, I know I've talked about it somewhere on our channels or podcasts, but um, we just welcomed a um nephew into the world um but it was in a very unique way so um james's sister ended up having a high-risk pregnancy and had to deliver her baby at 30 weeks so it was a really really like obviously very preterm birth and um that whole journey of getting there was very emotional for our family so, um, this all happened, the baby was born the beginning of July, and then the next month is when we went to go look at apartments in Oklahoma, and at that point, nobody really knew what we were doing, um, from his family, like, they had no idea that we were thinking about moving to Oklahoma, they had no idea, and I told James, how hard and sad is it going to be after this baby is literally born a miracle? You're praying for him for this whole time. Thank you again to Jesus for literally bringing this amazing blessing into our family. Um, he was in the NICU and everything. And so, but anyway, like, how hard is that going to be when we tell Kayla, which is his sister, that we're moving across the country after like all of this, after everything, like we're moving. And, you know, um, it was hard. And, you know, he got out of the NICU, the baby did. And um, what, maybe a week after that, we told them that we were moving. And it was hard, you guys. It was so hard. We were all bawling our eyes out. But like, it and it's hard. Like I just held him the other day. I'm not going to cry. So stop looking at me, James. Um, but I, I'm almost crying, but it's okay. We're holding it back. <laughs> We're going to get the words out. But the other day I was like over at my sister-in-law's house and I'm holding my nephew. And I'm just like literally almost crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, in three months, I'm not going to get to hold you, but like maybe three times a year. And it rips my heart out, you guys. It really does. <laughs> and it's really hard, but I have to love God and trust God 
and his plan more than I love my nephew, more than I love our family. And it is hard, and that doesn't mean we don't love our family, but we have to love God more than that because at the end of our life, we don't answer to our nephew. We don't answer to our parents. We answer to the Father. We answer to God. And gosh, how awkward would it be Jesus standing there and be like, you know, I led you to move, and you didn't go. Like, you know what I mean? And we're just like, oh, um, we just didn't want to because we wanted to, um, you know, have our kids be able to play together or like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, yeah, that is super nice. And we don't know that that's not going to be a possibility in the future, but, um, it's like, we have to let go of the earthly things. We have to let go of the earthly things. I'm going to say it again, because if we don't, we're not going to cling to the kingdom things a lot of the time, you know, and we can't, you know, I think a lot of the time family is very idolized in our world. I mean, sometimes actually it's not paid any attention to, but then I've also seen a lot of people really idolize family. And um, definitely we've gotten comments like, you know, I can never move away from my family or, you know, how could you do this to your family, basically? Or, like, how is your family taking it? And, like, um, we, of course, acknowledge that this is going to have an impact on our family, right? Like, mm-hmm. James's family especially has grown up so close. James and his sister were homeschooled, like, very, very, very close-knit family. My family is not nearly as close-knit because they're just not. Like, we're just a very different family, Um but my family is still going to miss me like crazy, you know, and it's going to be hard um, in different ways for different people. But we have to just look past that because it's going to be hard for everybody in different ways, but it's going to be way harder to not follow the will of God and to just literally be living a life where we know we're compromising. Jesus has something very profound to say about this in Mark 10. Uh, Starting in verse 29, Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or a mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions and in the age to come, Mm -hmm. eternal life. Many who are first will be last and last will be first. So even in sacrificing spending time with our families, even in sacrificing, you know, my job and the different things that we are for following our callings, there's blessing on the other side. There's mm-hmm. blessing on obe- there's blessing when you walk in obedience. Yeah. That is just so evident as you look through all the scriptures that there really is blessing in obedience. It doesn't mean a million bucks is going in your bank account when you walk in obedience, but it no. means <laughs> we don't expect that, and we don't even really That's... pray for that and like meet our needs and use but, us as vessels. But <laughs> I mean, we already really have received the greatest blessing of all, and that is eternal life. Yeah, it's Jesus. But Jesus is saying there's even more than that. Yeah, and that's just such a, an amazing thing that even as yes, it's hard. Like we definitely are feeling the hardship of leaving family like it's not easy no but we know that god has so much ahead and god has so much greater things than if we were to stay yeah and that's the same for you guys as you feel called to go and step out of your comfort zone to go out and step out in faith and go where god is calling you that those sacrifices you're going to have to make there's blessing on the other side of it Mm -hmm. and that 
he has so much greater things ahead greater for his kingdom and for you personally Mm -hmm. and again when you're walking in the will of god there is no better place to be that is the place where true joy is found where true peace is found Mm -hmm. and true life is found when walking in obedience to him even if it means that for us we're stepping out of faith financially where we don't know where that next paycheck will come from when we move yeah but there's so much peace in that because we know that God is with us and where God is calling you there, he's going to be with you. Mm-hmm. And that is just, that's so amazing. But if you choose to not walk in the calling not walk in obedience, you're missing out on so much. You're not just, you know, cheating. You're really cheating yourself and really others that God could have used you to reach. Yeah. And I think too, you will end up regretting it. Yeah, I think there's actually a a quote that I heard that I've absolutely loved this. This is not a Christian quote. Um, I don't even remember the dude's name who said it, but <laughs> uh, it said, I failed is 10 times more of a man than someone saying what if, because what if never went to the arena. And what I think is really crazy about the thought of that is, you know, really the only way you truly like fail at something, though, is by not even trying at all. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a failure if you give your something your all that you feel called to do and it doesn't turn out quite the way you envisioned because you're pouring it all out for what God is calling you to do. Even if, you know, you feel called to be a pastor and you never pastor more than 50 people, you know, that's you're pouring everything you got into chasing after that calling. It's not a failure. And so it's about just giving everything we've got to chasing after these god-giving callings yes amen all right thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode we really pray that it blessed you and encouraged you and if you guys ever need prayer for anything or have any podcast suggestions of topics that you would want us to cover go ahead and hop onto our instagram it is at real and redeemed podcast and we will see you guys in our next episode peace Peace.